With sports car racing news and analysis from around the globe, this is the Double Stint Podcast. Here's John DeGeese and Dan Lloyd. Welcome to Sports Car 365 at Le Mans. I'm John DeGeese, joined by Dan Lloyd yet again. We're here at Circuit de la Sarthe following the f- first day of on-track activity. Free practice earlier today, followed by opening round of qualifying, which was seen Toyota grab a provisional pole with Kamui Kobayashi at the wheel. Dan, we had a bit, bit of a crazy day today. Um, rain affected free practice, a big crash in, in that session, um, some really fast times um, throughout the, the opening qualifying, what, what, what sort of stood out to you in today's uh, today's activities? Yeah, well, first Wednesday is always one of my favorite days at Le Mans. That we, we're waiting for the track activity to start, the scrutineering's done, the Tuesday rest day is all complete, and then we finally get to see the cars on track, which is which is always a wonderful moment. And, and today didn't disappoint. As you said, John, we had a lot of uh, adverse weather, rain showers. It wasn't persistent rain. That was a the thing. There were scattered showers. Certain parts of the circuit were wet. Some showers were heavier than others. Uh, and, and it resulted in some really interesting sessions. Uh, free practice was the one that really got hit by the wet weather. Um, we only the, we had two windows really for the quick times to come in, one at the start of the session and one at the end of the session. And uh, what we saw was Rebellion's Gustavo Menezes set the pace in that first window, uh, but then the rain came and we had a, a few incidents as well, a 45-minute red flag, uh, which, we'll, which we'll come to in a minute. Uh, and then in the second window at the end of the session, Stoffel van Dorn posted a really quick time time in, uh, in the 11 SMP BR Engineering BR1 AER um, with about 15 minutes left in the session but then he in, in, in turn was eclipsed by Kobayashi who, who put up a 1.8 second gap on the non-hybrid field in the 7 Toyota so um, yeah Toyota made to work for that one uh, they ended up going quicker in qualifying as well uh, Kobayashi again at the wheel but it was much closer a, a half second gap uh, between the 7 Toyota and the 17 SMP car of uh, Igor Arudchev um, but going back to free practice, um, we, we, we had an accident for the number 99, Dempsey Proton, racing Porsche, Tracy Crone at the wheel. Um, still a bit sketchy on details of the accident, although, John, uh, you spoke to Christian Reed, who's in charge of the Proton outfit, and uh, found out what, what was going on there in that camp. Yeah, I spoke to him just prior to qualifying, and he said that Tracy's more or less okay. He's in the hospital, and he's sort of awaiting a final evaluation. Um, they're expected to make a decision a little later tonight, or I guess this morning, as we're taping this um, on whether to move forward with the program for the rest of the weekend or not. If they will do, they'll have to go to a backup chassis, which they have on site. So it's possible, but it's still a bit of a question mark right now. Um, it was a really big impact for Tracy, um, big front frontal damage to the Porsche. Luckily, it, it seems like he's relatively okay, but um, still some question marks hanging over the number 99 Dempsey Proton racing entry. That was one of several accidents or incidents we saw in, in the opening session in free practice. Uh, uh, one of the other Proton run cars, the 88 Dempsey Proton machine, was actually the first one to have an off-track moment. Satoshi Hoshino uh, taking a trip through the gravel and into the barriers. Uh, that car was fine. I, th- I think Reed said to you that, that the car only sustained minor damage and it came out in qualifying, so all good on that front. Uh, the 7 Toyota was, was in the wars, actually. Uh, Kobayashi first in practice uh, had a bit of a, a moment.
went sliding off at Mulzahn Corner. Only just missed the barriers. It was actually closer than uh, closer than one might expect. And then in qualifying, probably the biggest incident, or well, the biggest incident of qualifying for sure, and one of the biggest incidents of the weekend so far. Uh, Mike Conway getting caught up uh, in a bizarre accident with the 31 Dragon Speed Orica. Uh, that was actually leading LMP2 at the time, and and it went on to lead LMP2 in qualifying provisional pole in the class. Uh, but Roberto Gonzalez, uh, he spun around at the Ford chicane uh, and in his attempts to rejoin the track went into the path of the Toyota almost head on contact sort of uh, the front left corner of the Toyota and the front right corner of the Dragon Speed car hit each other and uh, even the Toyota even took some air um, Conway able to get back to the pits and uh, a really really quick turnaround from Toyota which for the race if they get into any trouble then it shows just how good those mechanics are absolutely I was really impressed by both teams um, Dragon Speed got the 31 car out a little before um, Lopez hit to the track and I think the a Dragon Speed car didn't have as much damage as the Toyota but as you point out, Dan, really important to see the turnaround um, on, from the Toyota Gazoo Racing crew following that accident. And, and this is what they prepare for. I remember speaking to Pascal Vassal on this time last year about the level of preparation they put into this event of pre preparing for things going wrong, of making simulations of, of repairs, um, bringing the car back into the pits on three wheels. And um, all that kind of knowledge helped them get prepared for Le Mans last year and all that knowledge is still being put to the test this year. Um, in the production-based ranks we had some really close action. Um, Harry Tinknell ended up taking provisional pole right at the last second within the few final few moments in the number 67 Ford GT setting a lap time of 349.530 in eclipsing the number uh, 93 Porsche of Nick Tandy there. So um, Porsche led the way in, in free practice, showed a little bit different form in, in qualifying, but um, seems like right now the, the Fords and, and Porsches and even the Aston Martin seems pretty strong, right, Dan? Absolutely. I, I think we got a real sense of, of where some of the GTE Pro pecking order might lie. It's, it's always so hard in the sessions available to us before qualifying where on earth all of these GTE Pro cars stack up, but certainly some statements made. Ford really, uh, it, it took its time to, to get going uh, in the qualifying session. The, all, all four of the uh, factory Ford GTs really at the foot of the order in, in qualifying for much of it, and then Ticknell comes through with this, with this flyer near the end. Um, will that hold out as the quickest? I'm not so sure. I mean, last year's GTE Pro, GTE Pro pole was a, a 3.47.504, so some two seconds quicker. Um, that was a simply amazing lap by Jean-Maria Bruni, I'm sure many will remember, but, uh, but I'm sure that that can be chipped away, that gap can be chipped away in the, in the coming sessions. Um, but yeah, Porsche looking very strong, four cars in the top six, after qualifying uh, but good to see Aston Martin there as well actually um, to get some get, get, get a bit of a mix in the competition after they struggled uh, last year um, what do you make of the LMP1 pace John uh, we've seen Toyota top both the sessions so far but SMP coming in with that 17-6 lap time for Arudchev uh, do you think they can split the Toyotas or, or even bag the biggest surprise of all and take pole well speaking to the Toyota folks pre 
qualifying and pre-practice, they thought so. They thought the SMP was going to be a strong challenger for Paul. And, and Pascal Vassilon, the technical director for Toyota Gazoo Racing, told me that they're not going to make any special effort for qualifying. You know, they'll run their they'll, they'll run their laps. They'll get their you know sims. You know, they'll do their best in, in qualifying, make a few stabs at it. But they're not going to make repeated runs to try to get pole if they lose it. What we saw today, I think, was what they had gone to plan. We'll have to see what tomorrow brings if if SMP really does put up an even quicker lap and maybe encroaches on the on the Toyotas. It would be it would be quite a story if we see SMP on on pole for 20, the overall pole for the 24 hours of Le Mans. Yeah, and and, and they're leaving that option open. Uh, the thing after this first qualifying session is. While we know the Toyota can go quicker, we still don't know just how quick the non-hybrids can go with the current EOT they have. Uh, the Rebellions have been hanging around the 319 mark, um, which is good enough for the moment, but SMP have really lowered the bar with, with that 17.6. Um, how far can that go? Uh, no disrespect to Orizev whatsoever. I mean, it was a fantastic lap, but imagine perhaps what, what one of the guys like Van Dorn or Sirotkin might get in the perfect conditions, maybe shave half a second off that. Um, Got to bear in mind that last year's LMP1 poll, i.e. the target, um, is a 3.15.3. Um, can Toyota go quicker than that with with the EOT that we've had and the and the and the adjustments that we've seen? Uh, we'd possibly expect Toyota not to improve on that. Um, so, what kind of window does that leave? It's certainly, the gap of four seconds between the hybrids and the non-hybrids that we had last year. I, I think that could be certainly reduced and. and perhaps taken away by some substantial margin uh, in the next few sessions, provided they stay dry. Yeah, I think that's the key question. Finally, we had GTE AM as well. Um, Dempsey Proton Racing led the way uh, with Matteo Cairoli going quickest with the 352-454. It was a Porsche 1-2-3 sweep in that class with the Team Project 1 Porsche sliding in second ahead of the number 77 Dempsey Proton car in third. And um, surprisingly, we didn't see much pace from the Ferraris nor the Ford, I guess as expected, um, seeing the struggles they had at the test day. But um, I guess we'll have to see how everything all shakes out tomorrow. Well, that's all for today. We have a brief update only because it's uh, pretty late in the early in the morning, I guess you say here Thursday at Lama already. We'll be back in about 24 hours time for our final um, qualifying, post-qualifying update here on Sports Car 365, followed by a, a full analysis recap on Friday from all the day's action on and off the track. So uh, make sure to keep subscribing, keep tuning in to our, our daily podcasts, and check out all the stories on sportscar365.com. I'm John DeGeese. He's Dan Lloyd signing out from Lamar.